everybody. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And welcome to a very special Girls Gone Christmas episode of Long Story Short, the podcast. I'm excited. So (laughs) what you should know about this is this is a bonus episode of our regular podcast. And you can click back through to all previous episodes of our podcast. That's not going to change. Our normal Tuesday episodes will continue to drop. However... Wendy, and yes, it was Wendy who suggested this, had an idea last week. And why don't you take it away? So I I was going to bed at night and you know when you have those thoughts right before you hit the pillow or right before you fall asleep and I was like, we should recap Hallmark Christmas movies. Now, look, I know it's not a uh, original idea and there's probably tons of other podcasts that do this, but what is different is Megan loves Christmas and loves a Hallmark Christmas movie and I can't stand them. So <laughs> I was going to ask prior to this year, last year did you watch any? Never I've never watched one. Ever. This is your this is your inaugural Hallmark Christmas experience. Yes. Whew. Okay. I, I didn't even know if we had the channel. So yes. <laughs> oh, speaking of, so I don't have the channel. So we cut cable at the beginning of this year. We use YouTube TV and there's no Hallmark channel on YouTube TV. So we have the friendly app, F-R-N-D-L-Y. If like me, your cable company or your streaming service doesn't carry the Hallmark channel, that's the best way to watch these movies. Okay. We have the upgraded version that allows you to fast forward through commercials because I cannot... There are so many commercials in these movies, especially the original airings. Yeah. Um, that I need that ability. I would caution you against the Hallmark Movies Now app, which does not carry all the new releases. <gasps> Why? Well, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> they must have some agreement. But Friendly has both Hallmark channels as well as Up TV and a couple of other options. Um, and one thing, this is not sponsored by Friendly, but we would love to take your money if you're out there. Um <laughs> They have a feature, it's called 72-hour look back. So anything in the past three days that has aired, you can watch like it's on your DVR. Um, so if you forget to record something, it's there, which is yes. great. I'm going to say, because that's how what happened with Jingle Bell Bride. I went to watch it on demand and it was ready to expire. So you have to, if you can have, um, if you can DVR these, do it because they're not on demand for a long period of time yeah and some of them will re-air um but the um i have the hallmark movie countdown to christmas app (laughs) Um, of course and it's actually excuse me it's the hallmark movie checklist app (laughs) that's so megan and they have and it's not just for christmas movies all this is the only time i use it but you can have it create a list for you either based on all the new releases or all of the airing Christmas movies that you can check off the ones that you've seen. It will tell you when they're airing. It will send you reminders. We should say Hallmark has two channels that air Christmas movies. So their standard channel and then they also have their Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel. And on that channel they air their Miracles of Christmas which are also new releases for the purposes of this podcast we're just doing standard hallmark releases and we're doing one per weekend of new releases yes so 
<laughs> Are you ready? I am ready. So our very first episode is the first Hallmark movie that dropped of the season, and it is Jingle Bell Bride. Okay, I'm going to read the um, synopsis according to the official Hallmark, Hallmark Channel website. Are you ready? I'm ready. Wedding planner Jessica Perez travels to a remote town in Alaska to find a rare flower for a celebrity client and is charmed by the small town during Christmas, as well as the handsome local helping her. <laughs> I would say that's not totally accurate. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because I okay, she's charmed by the small town now. Is that your opinion of her reaction to this small town? No, she was she was inconvenienced by everything in this small town in Alaska. Now, I know we've got to have a story arc, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. work if she just shows up. There's got to be some sort of conflict. And typically Hallmark movies have a main plot. And in this case, you know, we've got the story of her needing to get this very special flower What's the flower called? A jingle bell flower. That's all it's called? Yes. Okay. Which I wondered if it's an actual real thing or not. So that, you know, we have kind of the main storyline, which is this wedding planner needs to get this rare flower that is only available right now from these growers in Alaska back in time to her high profile celebrity client's wedding. And then, of course, we have the love story that happens on the side and then we have plot c so the two lead actors are julie gonzalo who plays jessica and ronnie Rowe jr who plays matt now jessica okay so she's got that scar at the top of her nose right okay i don't even remember noticing what i mean that's like her identifying mark for me like when i see her in a movie i go oh yeah that's the chick from christmas with the cranks like have you ever seen that movie i have i am impressed that you made that connection uh she's in a ton of these hallmark movies no yes okay oh the jingle bell flower is a thing it is a real thing yes i Mm -hmm. found it too it's not even that pretty (laughs) i don't i wouldn't want them in my wedding well, I, you know, obviously the appeal was that they were her grandmother's I flowers. Get it. Although, um, I, you know, when we talk, I have several plot hole issues with this episode, and one okay. of them is this woman loves her grandmother so much, and she only just looked at a photo of her grandmother's wedding two weeks before her own, and it didn't occur to her like prior to this she had this whole wedding planned, and then all of a sudden had this change of heart. That's uh, that's one of my <laughs> issues, and I want to say that. I do feel a little bit badly because, as Wendy mentioned, she's never watched a Hallmark movie. I'm going to say up top, this was not one of the best. Okay, I'm so glad you said that because I didn't really enjoy it. (laughs) It was not my favorite at all. Why do you think they came out swinging with this one? Like, don't you think they would want, like, a really good Christmas movie? This was not it. I can understand, like, why you might want to come out with your top billing first. Yeah. But also, we have to remember that this was released in October. And if you look at the Hallmark movie calendar schedule, 
Where is the Candace Cameron Bure movie? It's late. It's deep in the schedule. They want you in full-blown holiday (laughs) mode when they're bringing in their big guns. So I do think there's something to be said for burying an episode like this up top. Okay. All right. Go Can we talk about things about this movie that I loved? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. The first thing... And I don't know if you noticed this, but when Maddie Finocchio comes walking around the corner, Megan, that did it not occur to you? <laughs> I, was, I wrote, okay, I I wrote notes. Hold on a second. Hold on a damn second. The airport guy looks familiar. Yes. I, couldn't, I couldn't remember where he was from. Now do you know? Yes. Um, okay. Date my dad. Date my dad. So, Wendy and I a few years ago worked with Up TV and we hosted the pre-show for a television launch and the show was called Date My Dad. It featured Barry Watson as the lead and we will drop a photo of us with our life-size Barry Watson cutout. <laughs> and for 9 weeks we hosted this pre-show, but one of the co-stars was Maddie Finocchio and I'll be honest, that was m- my first exposure to him, although I had probably seen him before, but because we were so kind of closely working with that show very funny in the show and so to see him that really was one of the high points of this movie for me he's the pilot and also the mechanic and I was just happy to see him that's hilarious because I was like where is I know this guy's face I could not and it wasn't even a big role he had in this he had a big role on date my dad it was a very minor role in this movie yeah he had a supporting role he had a small storyline with a little like unrequited love with the mayor that they did finally get together at the end spoiler alert by the way these episodes are going to be full of spoilers <laughs> yeah I also love Matt's family. Okay. His aunt and his cousin. I loved them. I don't always love the supporting characters, but I I really liked them. And one thing I liked is, you know, a lot of times the storylines in these movies have to do with people leaving home and the families are, you know, they want them to come back home. And why are you off in that big city? And I felt like Their feeling was they wanted him to do what was best for him, right? He had lived in New York. He came back home to help out his family. And I always felt like, of course, they loved having him there. But I felt like they were like, you need to do what's best for you. We can, you know, you don't need to take care of everybody all the time. I just loved them. Did you notice their southern accent? No. For these Alaskans with their southern (laughs) accent? No, I did not. I think there is an element that you have to uh, suspend belief. Is that what the saying is? Like when Absolutely. you watch these movies? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is very obvious sometimes that many of these are not filmed in the winter. Right. The soap bubble snow becomes very obvious. That is a trope you'll see over and over again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sometimes it's snowing on the screen, but not on the people. <laughs> I mean, you just kind of got to go with it. Sunny um, blue skies and snow blowing in front of them. Yeah. Yes. I noticed it. You, you got to go with it. I loved in the Christmas party scene. I don't know if you noticed, but... They had these Christmas tree shelves. No, I didn't notice. Where they were putting all their little jars. Oh, I did. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought they were beautiful. And one thing you will notice is that sometimes (laughs) set design 
gets a little weak in these movies. So, you know, it's like sometimes uh-huh. when they got to cut the budget, yeah. that's where they're going to cut it. And I thought really that was a moment where I thought those were – they just – they struck me as really beautifully done. And I thought they absolutely – could have totally taken that as a place to cut the budget, but they, I don't know, they looked handmade. I thought they were beautiful. I want them in my house. Um, <laughs> okay. We'll see if we can find a picture of those to drop in the show notes because oh. I thought it was the most beautiful part of the movie. Okay. So I have some questions for you considering this is my first ride into the Hallmark movie. Yes. Is it typical for a Hallmark movie, especially a Christmas movie, to have the two main characters' love interests? of different races I think that is a new thing and one thing it's fairly new it's definitely not unheard of but one thing I noticed both in this movie and the movie we're reviewing tomorrow the casts are getting more diverse which I appreciate I love it I love it would like to see you know the diversity to go even farther than that like body diversity because you know we've got a lot we have some racial diversity, but everyone's like thin and beautiful. And yeah, so yeah, we don't yeah. we don't need everyone to be a size two. Um, but I do think that it was a step in the right direction. This had a good diverse cast. Okay. So here's some other things that um that I thought were kind of funny. Yes. The scene where they're at the dance at the end. Yes. The two main characters are slow dancing to Silent Night, but in the background, <laughs> people are fast dancing. <laughs> And there is a band playing on the stage. So I was like, what is happening here? Who is not paying attention when they were shooting that scene? That I cannot answer for you, but uh, I think that's another one of those budget moments. Oh, my God. It was so funny. Okay. It's more of a question. Okay. Ask me. It's a Christmas question. Yes. Because I know you've been to the snow. I've only been to the snow like once or twice in my lifetime. Have you made a snow angel in your life? Never. Never? No, I've never. The snow has to be powdery in order to right. make a snow angel. And I've, you know, first of all, California snow is never powdery. It's always icy because right. it doesn't get that cold. I don't think I've ever made a snow angel. Okay, because there's a scene where uh, Jessica and Matt they're they're getting hot cocoa and they're gonna go make these snow angels and they're looking for like the perfect spot. They blindly fall back into the snow to make their snow angel, and all I could. Th- think was like I would get a head concussion if we tried to fall back into the snow here in Southern California right well and especially in this case because you know it's just concrete with a dusting of whatever right (laughs) on top of it I was very worried for them in that moment but um I would not ever blindly fall back onto anything (laughs) I know that's a good candidate for that's why I wanted to ask you to see if you've ever done that before like is that a thing is that when you make snow angels you fall back blindly and just make your angel like I need I need someone to email us and let us know. I think in order to make it perfect that would be probably the best way to do it. Otherwise you're going to have like a big weird... snow angel ass <laughs> sit down in it, right? Okay. Yeah, but uh they do just kind of stand up normally out of it. You can't like levitate out of a snow angel and that seems like <laughs> that would be the most important part. So, I you know, I think you got to let go of quality at some point. Got it. Got it. Okay. Let's talk plot holes. There's one glaring one for me. Okay. So Jessica is hoping that this wedding is the thing that gets her the big promotion at work. She keeps saying, like, I'll be back in time. I'll be back in time. I'll be back in time. And she has a nemesis at work who wants to take this wedding away from her. 
And she keeps going to their boss to try and get control of the wedding. She knew that she was going to be delayed. They said it was going to take until take three days to get the part that she needed. And she had been in communication with her boss. And then this is a weird thing that happens at the dance. This is how it happened at the dance. They discover that the part came in early that for the airplane. Gets, for, for the, the airplane. Air, he's like, my understanding is that he said the part came in early. I'm going to go fix the plane and we can leave tomorrow morning. Okay. She calls her boss to tell her she's coming home. And at that point, her boss pulls the plug and says, I'm sorry, I have to hand over control to your nemesis. Okay. Now, if she's coming home earlier than she was supposed to, why is or she at the very the least on time, uh-huh. why at that point do they make the decision to yank the wedding? Because yeah. I... I get it. If you had done it earlier, there'd be no story, right? Like, why would she be rushing home? There would be (laughs) no reason for her to go back. Yeah. And yet, it bothered me. (laughs) Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And I don't know, why did they need that storyline that she was, that the nemesis was trying to take the job? At the very least, there's still an urgency to get back because the wedding is coming up, right? I mean, my feeling is they just needed to have kind of like that bad guy playing in the background so that there's even more urgency for her to come back. As opposed to her having a situation where everyone's like, don't worry, we'll support you, we'll help you out, we understand. Because it was out of her control, right? right? (laughs) Although her boss did say, why don't you send a courier? She tried to handle it on her own. It's not like she was really at fault, but I guess it makes for a more interesting storyline if someone's coming in trying to steal the job away as opposed to, I think in a normal situation, if you had a company like that, you'd have people saying, we'll step in and help on your behalf. I got questions for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think it was necessary that she was crowned Princess Jingle Bell or whatever? Ugh, I hated <laughs> that. I I imagine like some teenager who really thought it was going to be her year <laughs> was real pissed <laughs> that this chick from New York came in and and swooped the title. I mean, I you know their way of dragging her into the middle of all the ceremony, but Dumb. I did feel like it was unnecessary. I really hated that storyline, also because she did nothing except wear that stupid crown and like stand there smiling every once in a while. I she was kind of. Uh, she did not love this town's traditions. She did not understand why they had days of holiday plans. And Oh, here's the other thing. Did the girl just fall off the turnip truck because she didn't realize that they had short days in Alaska? Or that their, like, cell reception wouldn't be great? I know. <laughs> I was like, is she so focused on work that she doesn't realize that there's life happening around her? Is that the moral of the story? It's not a Hallmark movie if you don't have a character in a small town walking around holding their phone out trying to find, like, the one space in reception because they're so blown away by the fact that this isn't the big city anymore. It's so funny. Another question for Mm. you. Did you feel chemistry between our two lead actors? No. I liked him way more than I liked her. Oh, I said, like, I didn't feel, I need some sexual tension between You're not... the two. <laughs> I know. I don't it's know what Walmart. I'm expecting. I'm expecting Lifetime movies, maybe. I don't know. You're going to expect... be real disappointed because the most you're going to get is a kiss and pretty much it usually happens in the final scene of the movie. I don't expect them to be in bed together. I just expect some, like, good tension between the two leads. Make yeah, me and in believe. the episode... 
Well, and the episode we're reviewing tomorrow, I think you'll we get that a little mm-hmm. bit. But I was I was not rooting for them. I have to say there are some movies that I will watch more than once. Yeah. Or I'll watch in subsequent years because they re-air them for years and years and years. This will not be one of them. Yeah. Uh, here's the thing. She gets back to New York. The wedding is saved. Flowers are to be had. Oh, and Matt decides to move to New York and all is well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like he. <laughs> it, it was like, okay. He just like decides, hops on a plane, moves to New York that easy in like a 24-hour period. Yeah. Again, not terribly believable. <laughs> and her reaction to seeing him was like, oh, look at you. <laughs> yeah. Very mild. And he says, oh, I thought you might need a date to the wedding. No, 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 no. You just don't crash a wedding like that. Like, I, uh, what is happening? Yes, you're supposed to be working. Yes. <laughs> you're not she- invited. Right, right, right. And even if you were, you can't bring a surprise date to a yeah, wedding. <laughs> I know. I'm so annoyed by these stupid minor little plot points, but There whatever. are rules. Oh, Jingle Bell Bride. I give it a two out of four stars. I did not fall asleep in the middle of it, so that is a plus. All right. Anything else you want to add to Jingle Bell Bride? I think that's a wrap for me on Jingle Bell Bride. All right. We will be back tomorrow with our second bonus episode of the week. This is a special week, and we will be recapping on the 12th date of Christmas. If you want to watch it so you can listen along with us, and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.